0: Kirby's not careful. I'm not I'm not going to be a guest. I'm going to be a fucking replacement.
1: Hey, I'm willing to go there as well. Like, the guy... Uh, yeah. It's like he has something else better to do, which we both know is not true. No. It it stammers first around here, unless you're Caleb Kirby. <laughs> Teamwork guys, more teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old time hockey. Piss on old time hockey. You're blowing it! And now
0: Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb.
1: Between the Stammers is recording on a Friday. August 31st. is a day before the NHL officially restarts with games that actually matter. The Canucks uh, played their one exhibition schedule game against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they'll have their first game on Sunday playing against those pesky Minnesota Wilds. Art Aronson here. Uh, no Caleb Kirby. Apparently he has something better to do than between the Stammers. So I picked up the next best thing, really. <laughs> really? Well, actually, I just looked out in the hallway and yeah. was like, you gotta find a guy
0: yeah i was just busy vacuuming and cleaning some things up and i'm now I'm on this podcast the weird thing is uh my name is mark by the way yeah weird thing that. is the guy that's supposed to be here during the podcast i can still hear him so the paid professional that's supposed to be here is still like through the door i can hear him yet he's not here that's the that's the travesty of
1: all this by all accounts it doesn't make any sense at all no uh, so Mark Adams is the program director for the Q and the Zone radio stations here in Victoria. He sanctions this podcast without knowing that he sanctions it.
0: I didn't know it existed until just a few minutes ago.
1: Yeah. So I looked out and I was like, he knows about hockey. Th- brought him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you excited? Are you ready for NHL hockey? You
0: know, as little as I know about really what's happening and who's playing who, <laughs> I actually am excited, though. It's uh, It's a weird thing where I... You fall out of the loop because you have many months of just living in fear, hiding under my bed, and then you realize hockey's back on. So I'm excited to start watching
1: games. Mark is a Montreal Canadiens fan, just full disclosure here. I just found out that the Habs are playing Pittsburgh,
0: Um, so that's not going to end well for Montreal.
1: In Mark's defense for not knowing anything, he (laughs) is a very busy guy around here. He's the program director of now two stations. He's busy bossing people around usually me uh so the fact that he doesn't know who his favorite team is playing in the qualifying round is not it's not really that much of a surprise
0: well i i do know that montreal has a real good shot of getting that number one pick in the lottery mm-hmm. and that's where my interest starts and ends right now because the team really they don't have much they they need this uh so losing to pittsburgh mm-hmm. not ideal but uh getting the number one pick if they can
1: what do you think of that whole, the way they've set it up? That if you lose in the qualifying round, you have a shot at that number one pick.
0: As well as the NHL has set up this actual playoff, which shocked me, they really destroyed the draft process. So I was surprised that they actually set up a really interesting and compelling playoff series. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the having the extra teams – having the teams in first play their own little mini round robin to reseed themselves, all of that stuff was really well executed. So the league did an excellent job on that. The draft, on the other hand, I don't know if they could have done any worse a job. Like, there are people running drafts out of their houses for their own pools that do a better job than they did for that.
1: I, I felt really bad for the Detroit Red Wings, and I know you shouldn't feel that bad about it. Like, here's an historic team that's been great for so many years, they've been shitty and they were by far the worst team in the league this year we can say shitty wow this is a good podcast yeah yeah you can say whatever you want the, the s-bomb uh earmuff muffet later
0: yeah you know the other thing is that you know a team like ottawa mm-hmm. you know they you know really i mean they don't deserve anything because of their own they kind of made their own fate but on the other hand you know two potential first number one picks and then they don't get there at all like they're you know just you know a few teams probably uh, yeah it's a weird setup and and to to do your lottery and then have the most important pick still undecided was just sort of the worst way that could have wound up.
1: You know what's going to happen, Mark? Edmonton. Edmonton's going to lose to Chicago here mm-hmm. in their qualifying round, and they're going to get the first overall pick, and they'll get Alexis Lafreniere or whoever it is. Is that who I think?
0: Lafreniere, yeah, he's yeah. he's the guy that's probably going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, Really good player. I've I've seen him uh at the World Juniors. Um, you know, so very dominant player. He's one of those guys. He's got uh a lot of everything. I mean, he's he's got a little bit of size, he's got a little bit of grit to him, high end speed, good finisher, and you know, clear cut number one overall pick. Uh, so whoever gets him is landing, you know, a generational franchise player for that team.
1: It'll be the Oilers. <laughs> there you I'm go that. it'll be the oilers uh mark also does the color commentary for the uh victoria royals so he has uh quite a lot of insight on uh the the uh the junior players so
0: as a canuck nut hugger like you are now <laughs> oh, Vancouver has a chance do they not of getting this number one overall? same thing pick. yeah yeah so imagine Petey and Lafreniere on the uh same line yeah I am I uh, saying his name right Lafreniere so. or Petey no, PDA is 100%. PDA. Okay.
1: Yeah. Lefrenier?
0: yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah. French.
0: Yeah. It's Tough. Qu'est-ce is about the only French word I think I pull off even remotely close.
1: Qu'est-ce uh, Okay, so people have asked me is that, that as well. Like, are you rooting for the Canucks to lose to get a chance at that first overall pick? Because this guy looks like a generational player. And the answer to that question is absolutely not. I'd rather the Canucks win this round. They got some good young players. I'm not on Team Tank, that's what they call it, Team Tank. Yeah, yeah I, you, you might not know about this, but the Canuck Nation right now, and especially on Twitter, Canuck Twitter, we're split because you know how Twitter is a perfect representation of everything that goes on in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's split in half. It's like these fans want the Canucks to be the worst so they can get the best. And these other fans are comfortable with the way the Canucks are going trying to be the best that they can every year and just get better that way. You know what I mean?
0: I'll tell you what. Yeah. That never works. The tank never works. Mm. Here's why. If you have the proper DNA in your team, it's not even possible for you to conceivably get your head around losing in such a way that you'll think you'll ever become better. Proper teams don't tank. They don't. They, they, it gets you nowhere.
1: Okay, so against that, though... Look at teams like the Chicago Blackhawks, the Washington Capitals, uh, the Edmonton Well, I guess you can't really put the Edmonton Oilers in there because they haven't been that successful. But I guess Chicago, Pittsburgh Penguins, they tanked and they got these, like, world-class players, and now they've been very good for a very long time.
0: So Pittsburgh is an example. Yeah. wasn't like a tank, though. They it weren't wasn't. like a playoff team and then just suddenly kind of pulled back. They were just horrendous through the way they were done. They were in financial turmoil, all sorts of things going on there. They got really fortunate with landing a couple of really marquee players in a short amount of time, but um, a lot of it wasn't like a deliberate tank. They weren't sitting there hoping to lose so that they could improve their stock. That's the difference. If you have a group of guys trying to win and it's part of what you're doing, And you just fall short for injury, don't have enough depth, whatever the reason is, that's different. Tanking to me is where you could have done better than you did.
1: So Canuck fans were really upset. Uh, Willie Desjardins was the head coach here for a few years, and he would refuse to play the young players. He would play, he would, like the team, the team was not very good uh, at trailing in the third period. And he would continuously put the veterans above the young players in like key spots, mm. and it pissed off a lot of Canucks fans. And that's I think that's really where it kind of resonated with Canucks fans about tanking. They're like, well, let's why are why are we why are we trying to win when this team has absolutely no chance of winning the Stanley Cup or even making the playoffs? Yet we got a coach out there that's coaching to win. I think that a lot of that though is not Willie Desjardins' fault either, in that.
0: If you look at Willie Desjardins as a junior hockey coach Mm -hmm. before he became the Canucks head coach and even now that he's back in junior, he's one of the best teachers and systems guys in developing talent that there is in junior hockey. Then he goes into Vancouver in his first NHL head coaching job and somewhere along the way they're saying you got to win some hockey games. So you've taken a guy who's got a strength and he's not using it because he's got to keep his job and his job revolves around winning, mm-hmm. not around talent development. It was a weird spot for him to be in. I don't know if he would have been a good NHL coach anyway, but he was put into a weird position. They made the playoffs with a team that had no business being in the playoffs. Sure, sure. He's he's he, He's got some chops as a coach, and you can see it now. Like I watched, they were in town this last season against the Royals. His team is the Medicine Hat Tigers, where he's from that, well, not from that area, but he's been in that area a long time. Um, You watch that Tigers team, and he's overhauled it in a hurry. You see Willie Desjardins hockey. Like, they play with speed through all three zones. His team, there was never a guy out of position. It was, like, just really, really good to watch and impressive to watch. Like, the Royals, you know, Royals had a decent team this year. They were overwhelmed. One of the only few times they looked overwhelmed all year was against Medicine Hat. So you see Willie, and Willie Desjardins did that in, like, about a year. He turned that team around he's a very good guy with young players I think if much if uh Vancouver had given him the proper mandate of what they wanted him to do, it probably could have gone a little better for him but instead he frustrated you guys I saw you and Kirby walking around the building ranting about guys not playing and whatever else is going on
1: oh he S- would just deploy players in some of the weird like it it was unfathomable in some in some instances like an offensive mm. zone face off and he'd have a defensive player out there I'm like what like we, and they needed a goal or something like that yeah and it was, it, was, it was mind-boggling to us watching the way he coached when you and that's the
0: weird thing right and that's where you think that other things are in play is when you watch him coach this junior team you never saw any of that mm-hmm. in fact when you when you read about the way he coached the minors in, in the AHL and won a championship there you never heard any of that So when he suddenly is doing things differently on the NHL team, you don't know if somebody's dictating things to him. You don't know what kind of control. or There's probably a lot more in play than most of us are aware of. When you see a guy whose track record is really strong everywhere else but that one stint, you got to think that there are other forces in play that were probably a bit of a factor there.
1: I did not expect us to go off on a rant about Willie Desjardins. That was the last thing I expected. But that was interesting.
0: That and he's from Climax, Saskatchewan. So, when you're from Climax, you deserve a little time.
1: <laughs> uh, but we were talking about the the Vancouver Canucks and their chances. Uh, what do you, do you? And I know, you're not a huge follower of the Vancouver Canucks, but they're, they're I going am up just against because
0: them. I'm around everybody that is. Okay, that's good. So uh, I know more about them than I do about Montreal.
1: Yeah, the Minnesota Wild. Oh, they're a team, veteran laden team, pretty good on the back end. What do you give the Canucks chances of winning this series? Is that before I before I let you answer that, Caleb has the Canucks winning three straight games mm. and sweep. I have Canucks in five. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So here's the other tidbit for you: is this is the first time they've had best of five series in the playoffs? I think since '86 or '87. So best of fives are really interesting because all it takes is one weird thing or a hot tender and you're done in a hurry. You don't have a lot of time to solve a problem. So it, it, it's challenging. I, I, have a, I have a hard time imagining Vancouver losing this series, mm-hmm. but hard to say. I mean,
1: anything, you know, if... Veterans versus young players, right? Yeah,
0: the other ch- the other advantage I'm going to give Minnesota because of that exact statement is that the veterans aren't tired from their season. Mm-hmm. The older guys are probably as fresh as they've been in a long time. So that that probably weighs a little bit in their favor. That experience and they're well rested. Anybody that had injury problems is probably back and healthy and a lot of guys, a lot of athletes that you talk to, I've you know I talked to a few guys that play some pro football. They're feeling the best they've ever felt this time of year since they were kids. Just because they're training. Um, one of the challenges some of them have had of have, have been doing proper strength training where they can keep their weight up with, you know, with the strength part of it and you know, muscle mass, because they don't have access they didn't have access to proper gyms, some of them. So some of that is a bit of a factor in hockey, probably less so than football. But overall, a lot of the veteran guys from many sports are feeling fantastic right now. And I think that's part of we watched a little bit of exhibition hockey this week. The teams all looked surprisingly better than I thought they were going to look yeah. in, in the bits I watched.
1: Do you expect players to get hurt? I, and Mark's a former athlete himself here. Do you expect uh, that there could we could see a lot of injuries with, you know, guys going out there and, you know, they've been off for a long time? Because you can't duplicate sport. You can't duplicate that in-game speed.
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. I think a lot of it is going to depend. It's going to be hit and miss. It's it's like even watching the UFC right now, and they've been doing you know shows with no fans, and what you're seeing is, is the injury stuff isn't really a factor for them, but some have been training better than others depending on what access they have, because most of them have not been able to spar. So some people that were sparring heavily to get ready for fights are struggling when they when they get in the ring. Other guys are finding like, hey, I'm not nearly as beat up from a normal training camp, and they're having the best fights they've ever had. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a little bit of a mix from the NHL guys. Some guys are going to be fresher than they've ever felt, and their fitness has been less physically demanding, but they're in shape, and they might actually, some of them might be playing their best hockey they've ever had. Others might struggle because they they got out of the routine that they need to be in. So I think we're going to see everything.
1: And that's what I was, I think I was saying before on this podcast that I've absolutely no idea what's going to happen. And that's part of what makes it really interesting. It's going to be fun. As long as they can keep
0: the illness out, which it sounds like they've given themselves the best chance they can. It's going to be one of the most crazy, interesting, wild crapshoots we've ever seen.
1: Yeah. You throw in that five game qualifying series. Who knows? Like you said, anything could happen there. Um, Here, I got one for you. Can I throw you one? Yeah. So, because
0: anything can happen, and, you know, for the Canucks, because you're a big Canuck guy, who's the surprise player you think is going to just dazzle and be way above what anybody expects of him for Vancouver?
1: I love this kid, Adam Gaudette. He he just has the way of stepping up in the big moment, and he's only been in the league, you know, like, le- like less than a full season. Mm-hmm. I think that he has that... It's just it's an it thing. You know, some players step up in that big moment and he has a flair for the dramatic. And I also think Jake Vertanen is another guy. And I'm kind of cheating here by putting two. and, you know, about Jake Vertanen. Mm. I I think that he is going to be fun to watch in the playoffs when he's out there throwing his body around. And I think he knows that's why he has to be here. That's another thing caleb kirby isn't here to talk about but i was gonna talk about jake fortan a little bit because he was left off the exhibition roster and it was like this huge deal in canuck canuck land right now that he was left off but i i i don't make a big deal of that i think and we've talked about on this podcast so many times mark that travis green who's the head coach of the vancouver canucks right now he plays a different game with Jake Vertanen, like it's, it's a it's a player coach thing. Mm-hmm. He knows how to push Vertanen's buttons, and Vertanen is the type of player that, you know, he's still a young guy, right? And he needs he needs to be taught a few lessons here and there. And I think that this is not this to me this is not a big deal at all. And I think he's going to be in the opening roster.
0: We we won't ever know why he was left off. the The one thing that does come up though, and it it could be a training factor, was Vertanen in proper shape.
1: When they were here in Vancouver for training camp at the start of this year, they were in Victoria. The first story was Jake Virtanen was left off of like the pro, the pro skating. Like, he, like he was he was demoted so to speak with some of the younger players because his fitness wasn't there. Yeah, but it was like it was also like it was Travis Green sending a message in only way that Travis Green can to Jake Virtanen and. I think Vertanen is going to be a big part of this team, and Green knows that, Vertanen knows that, but there seems to be some sort of game being played between those two guys.
0: This is not official, but what I heard just moments ago from Caleb Kirby oh. is that his pick for lighting it up for the playoffs for Vancouver is Louie. <laughs> yeah. That, book it. Kirby
1: takes Louie. Uh, do you think he's going to take him in the playoff pool? <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> Is he yeah. even an option? Please tell me, Louis Eriksen is an option. I don't know. We we just started a hockey uh, office pool here. What's your team name? I noticed Terrasenko's not wasn't on that list, that was uh, uh, Mike yeah. t- uh, Vanek at the Disco.
0: Yeah, I'm Great Save Poopa.
1: Love it. Yeah, Darren Poopa. I know. Uh, okay, so and I know you got lots of things to do here, so we can't have Mark here all afternoon because Caleb Kirby. Kind of farmed left us it. out, yeah, so to speak. Uh, just want to ask you about the uh, Seattle Kraken. What do you? Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's something we hadn't been able to talk about yet here on Between the Stammers. Uh, what do you think? Uh, first off, of the name Kraken. I think
0: it's great. I, I think it's fun. It's original. Um, the first look at their color scheme and everything is pretty cool. Uh, I, I think it's going to be good. It's uh, you know when I first heard the rumor, like pre-COVID, basically um I I was, I was a little skeptical and then even back then I kind of the more I thought about it the more I thought, yeah okay there's there's something here uh and now now that it's official and you see everything it's like yeah I think it's gonna be pretty cool it' be fun.
1: yeah, it was interesting because it was not one of like the top choices uh people thought like the experts thought but it was the fan favorite yes right so it was kind of neat that they you know went with it um what do you think about? the possibility of a Canucks crack in rivalry
0: it'll probably happen i mean you you just you're you're fairly close to each other it's a you know couple hours apart uh, it's a west coast thing all that stuff probably makes it work i and and i'm, I'm asking the question cuz i don't know the answer is there a white cap seattle S- sounder rivalry
1: i think that the that, that team in portland timber yeah I think Timber probably a bigger uh, rivalry. Yeah, is a little bit of a bigger rivalry. Gotcha. Um, And I'm not sure exactly why that is. It's just because like playoffs and stuff like that. But uh, I think that this is huge because and everybody had asked me this week, what do you think of this Kraken? And I'm like, I hate the Kraken. I'm tell you right now, (laughs) they could have been named anything. Like Art Aronson is the best, and I would I would hate them because I have to. This is a rivalry about to be born. I can see it before it starts. So no, I hate I hate the Kraken. All right, cool name, but I hate them. Fair enough. Yeah, and I'm conditioned to hate them as a Canucks fan. The Canucks don't have like that geographical rival. Like, I would say like the Flames are the Canucks' biggest rival. But the Flames of the Oilers. Exactly. They don't give yeah. a shit about the Canucks. Yeah. They don't. They don't care about that rivalry. And the Jets don't care about the Canucks. No, Colorado is a rival as well, just because of. When they were so good there in the late 90s, they would always take down the young Canucks, right? Yeah, and you got, I mean, I
0: think geographically you have that West Coast thing you got going on there. Uh, So I could see it being a pretty good thing. The other interesting thing is once this illness is out of the way and and we're on to life a little more normally it might even be less expensive to actually whip down and watch the Canucks in Seattle than it is to whip into Vancouver and watch the Canucks as weird right? as that is unbelievable
1: i don't know i feel like hockey's going to be it's going to be it's going to be fun in seattle and i think they will support their team there oh yeah
0: like and i again i don't know much about soccer but i know that the sounders games are packed and the atmosphere is huge. Like, the, the Whitecaps don't have anywhere near the atmosphere that Seattle Sounders have. And if you talk to, um, like, a few of the bars that I stumble around in, in in that area near the stadiums in Seattle, they make more money on Sounders games, game days than they do on Seahawks game days. Get out of here. I'm serious. To a bartender, when you when you go into those bars and you ask them which day they make more dough – sounder games that's crazy It seattle and and seattle's got a pretty good vibe and so i could see the hockey team and they're they're up by the space needle there and and so you got a lot of little touristy things going on there you've got the uh the um experience music project which has changed their name now but still in that area right across the street um you got lots of uh hotels right nearby you got that little uh, tram that takes you into the downtown area you can walk up the road along the dockside area. So you're you're close to downtown. You're in a good spot. Uh, real easy. If you take the Clipper over, it's going to be real easy to just walk off the Clipper, and it's probably going to be about a 15- and 20-minute walk from the Clipper up to the stadium. So all of that's very doable for a, a person over here to whip over there.
1: Yeah. I hope that uh, they're able to have fans in their first game, right?
0: Well, they're not for another year. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, we I mean...
0: Hope. You have to think that by 2021 in September that we have our lives more dialed in than they are right
1: now. No, I really hope so. We're positive here on Between the Stammers, though. Yeah. So it'll happen. Uh, so, yeah, the NHL playoff restart is officially getting underway with Games That Matter on a Saturday. This is going to be out this afternoon, even though we're recording it on a Friday because, as everybody knows, at Between the Stammers, we're one take wonders and we have absolutely no production value. None. 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 Mark Adams, thanks for Can we get a laser
0: sound effect right
1: here? No, that's not how we do it. Oh. How about now? Uh yeah. where can we find you on the internet if you know if some, someone like heard something you said here and didn't, didn't You can like find
0: it. me by getting hold of Art Aronson or Caleb Kirby and they can come and call me and, and that's that works.
1: He loves emails, by the way.
0: Apparently, one of my email addresses stopped working lately, so I don't even I don't even have that.
1: It maybe it's just uh, it's been overloaded. Maybe that's what happened.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. I have the feeling that I owe money. Oh,
1: that could be it. Do
0: you, that is, Speaking of email, here is a weird one. Hopefully, nobody that works for Telus is listening. Yep. I had to switch internet service at home to Telus because of some challenges, and this is months ago. I have yet to receive a bill. I don't even know how to get a bill
1: from Telus yeah I have a friend who works at Telus so I could probably figure this no I don't out want to ask I don't want to find oh, out Oh, yeah, you don't want the bill no I don't want the bill okay
0: I'm not, this isn't an inquiry saying please start charging me money <laughs> okay. this is just a, a little <laughs> thing that I just thought of is that
1: well I think you since you made the change maybe for the first couple of months you get free I, that's what happened when I made the change
0: but I don't have the ability to make a Telus email account I don't have an I don't have I haven't been billed for anything yet it's just it, it exists but there's no other function to it I log into my Telus account but nothing is there but I have internet
1: again amazing quiet this let's keep this amazing. on the download
0: luckily I, nobody hears this
1: yeah I yeah and luckily nobody pays attention to anything we'll yeah. say between the stammers uh, a story about that uh, back in I think 1997 or something my parents bought a house in Nanaimo. And there was Shaw Cable there. Mm. And whoever it was, and this is back in the old days when you actually had to, like, go and unhook the cable. Like, oh. they would have to come to the box and do it from the house. The right? cable guy, right? The cable guy, yeah. yeah. So that person never came, and my parents had cable for years for free.
0: Mm. Here's another interesting one that I just found out. is If you have TELUS, um, like, cable, TV... Yeah. There's a whole, like in the 7,000 series, you can listen to the radio station, so you can listen to the zone or the queue. I think the queue is 7,032 and the zone is 7,033. Interesting. None of us had any idea it existed until about a week ago.
1: That's amazing.
0: I know. So when you're thinking of the, the next great podcast idea, Art, you can put on your TELUS television and listen to the radio. Do you
1: think we can get you on the Geek Out podcast as well? There's no room. You have, like, stadium seating already for the 18 hosts you have in there. So, so the Geek Out podcast is the other podcast that Paul, or that uh, Mark sanctions without knowing that he sanctions it.
0: Well, I, no, I know that that one existed before this one. Oh, really? Well, because the almost the entire staff in the building is on that one at any given moment. Oh. So you, you just know that you're recording because the rest of the building is empty.
1: You can check out that at uh, Apple <laughs> Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your Apple or wherever you get your Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for listening to this Caleb Kirby-less. I know. This, this, is, dude, this, is, this is terrible. And I'm, I'm calling them out right here. Like, the Canucks haven't played in four and a half months. I know. They're about to play. And this was supposed to be a huge tee-up. This was supposed to be Caleb Curry coming in on a soapbox. I mean, that's every single podcast. But Mm -hmm. to really get us all geared up for this first game, and he's nowhere to be found.
0: Well, it's like Whopper Wednesday or something, and he's over trying to get to Burger King. That's why he's worried about the traffic on the number one, I think. (laughs) All right. And then you have to remind him, Kirby, it's not even Wednesday. It's Friday. So it's not (laughs) Whopper Wednesday. Idiot.
1: All right. <laughs> Before he gets too upset about it, at us for this, he deserves it though. No, not, uh, none of us care. No. Uh, no. If, if you got anything for me between the S, you can find. Uh, How many times a week is he mad at you? Oh yeah, every other I know. every other day. So what do we
0: care about today?
1: It's true. It's a good point. Not. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. And we haven't d- have. Okay, so we haven't ha- We haven't done any podcasts in. F- four and a half months i know and he was just telling me last week that he thinks we should do two i'm like dude you can't even do one i know i can't even do one hitting rock bottom by having me in
0: and he's claiming that he's too busy
1: unbelievable i know anyway thanks again mark and uh enjoy hockey this weekend go canucks that's again that's against minnesota game one of that qualifying series it's a seven thirty p.m. start, I believe. Chris Cuthbert on the call, which I like that a lot. CC, yeah, CC. He made the right choice joining the dark side.